we're not doing. Um, I'll do it. We're doing. Um, we call it. Uh, the Academy Evo and. Um, Pilsner Award. The Eisner Award. Same thing. Just staring at your dog. Who's going first? Who's going to play first? Sultan! I won! <laughs> Still, man. Man. Kobe. Okay. There was only 41? Oh my god. Yeah. He's the reason why there's an age limit in NBA. Now his death reinforced it. Yeah. It's kind of sad, beyond sad. But it ain't. Mm -hmm. Because of him, LeBron couldn't play early. I'm actually going to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, man. That sucks. Oh, yeah. Was it his private helicopter or was this. The who? The, the what? Because it was a helicopter crash. Yeah, it just it burned. It's beyond. I didn't want to read too much because you know you get upset. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Katz. And the Night Rider. And here with us, of course, is Omega Kai. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome back to the show. Uh, sorry for the long delay and everything like that. I'm just going to straight up be honest. We were sick. Uh, I had the flu, uh, Night Rider had the flu, Omega Kai was... Chilling. Yeah. We just so, <laughs> so, yeah, so... Until now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 100% sorry about that, sorry for the delay, sorry for everything like that, but uh, we'll try our best to play catch-up for the rest of the year. So, without further ado, let's start the show. So, today we're going to be talking about um, a couple of subjects, um, but first and foremost... Breaking news. The uh, breaking news that... Um, as of recording, we've just uh, heard that uh, Kobe Bryant passed away at the age of 41. Um, it's I, the city of LA, the Lakers organization, Southern California, the NBA. Um, his family. His family, And yeah, his daughter also was in the crash. Yeah, so all devastated about this news. So our condolences to uh, Bryant's family yes. and to the Lakers organization and to the NBA. And um, hopefully... Uh, they can honor him in most just and positive way possible throughout this week. I know that for a fact. So, about uh, the lifetime, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think what they're going to do. Hopefully, I think what the NBA should do. They should. They should do what uh, MLB did with Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. Like every team just retire his number. Oh wow! Out of respect. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's appropriate. Yeah. But it's up to them. I really can't. Yeah. Yeah. Can't judge otherwise. No. It's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, so um, moving right along. Uh, this past weekend, um, as of today, it's already Monday in Japan, but uh, Evo Japan uh, 2020 took place over the weekend. Um, what did you think of it? There's only one main match I really got into, mm -hmm. which was the Tekken 7 one. Yes, so yes. so did that. The other ones, uh, not so much. It's you know typical same old Evo, classical whatever it gets. Yeah, the next, top. yeah. Street Fighter was. Street Fighter, you know. I wasn't able to catch up to uh, Evo Japan. But did they have like some of what, what you know the usual suspects as part of the tournaments? I call it the, the Japanese games. 
Yeah. This really is. It's Japanese fighting games. Yeah, comparing to Evo USA, um, very different uh, slate, very different tastes in fighting games. Uh, one of the biggest news that came out of um, Evo Japan was over a thousand Smash Brothers players did not show up that were invited or qualified for Evo Japan 2020, and a thousand did not show up. Was it speculated boycotting? People don't know. Mm-hmm. I, um, uh, a lot are saying that either some of them didn't know where the location was. I call BS on that because it was at the same location where it was last year. Yes. Okay. Um, so the other speculation was they just didn't want to show up. Or, you know, to be honest with all these like national news or international news, but all these you know, viruses lately, I don't mm-hmm. think travel is going to be, you know. Hectic. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things where Japan's going to be a major hub for traveling. Yeah. So they might have not gone there, you know, got a chance to get a flight to Japan because mm-hmm. people are, you know, sur- you know na- circumnavigating right. through China, you know, mm-hmm. past that area, go to Japan, to U.S. Yeah. So that, that, that might be the reason, so. Yeah. With, so, you know, with the, the coronavirus, all that, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, it also, also, but it also brings up um, a, a good question since, um, People were complaining last year that there wasn't enough coverage for um, Smash and um, for last year's uh, for last year's Evil Japan, and then there was a huge there was a huge presence for Smash in the U.S. Evo. Mm-hmm. Seeing this, uh, what happened with the thousand players not showing up? Should have they replaced? Should like for me, let's, 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 let's say it, let me say it like this: next year. Should they bring back Smash or replace it with another game? No, no, no. No, it's too popular. That's the main reason, and I hate to say it, I'm, I'm against Smash being a fighting game in general, so on the record. All right. Dilly but on. it ain't my opinion. It's whoever wants to play. I mean, if it's a tournament and somebody's holding it, you're not going to stop somebody to answer. Right. It, it'd, be, it'd be weird. It'd be like, uh, to me, if Call of Duty, per se, was in evil, which would be fine. I don't think it's a fighting game. But right. it's still, if there's a fan base for it, yeah. Uh-huh. If there's a fighting element, minuscule. Right. But you know, Smash Brothers has a lot of fighting elements in it, and you know, strategic, you know, value and all mm-hmm. that. But to me, it's not. It's more of a battle game, kind of like a party battle game. Right. You know, old classic like Power Stones. Yeah. Well, Smash Brothers one that actually be start. You know, be got it. I think yeah. pretty much. And then, yeah. Well, if there's a base, there's a base. Mm-hmm. It's it's about uh, you know. You know who's willing to watch it and who's willing to answer. Yeah, because I've uh, I've read up uh, yesterday that um, the viewership, out of all the viewerships of, of the of the grand finals, mm-hmm. Smash was the lowest. Makes sense because a thousand of the best players aren't there. I'm not saying these guys who were there aren't you know good enough. I'm just saying mm-hmm. a thousand. Wasn't there any reports Japan in Japan or otherwise outside that would say that like you know they're doing something in there and maybe the people were not happy with it. No, to be but honest, inside I, politics. No, I, I doubt. You know, it's one of those things where it just—I think nobody wanted to travel. Yeah, it's—it wasn't worth the, the means. What I mean, it doesn't—it's not worth it mm. to go there and then, like, pretty much travel all the way to Japan and come back to the U.S. Were there know? at least any locals or national? Probably. That's. I bet those are the people are there. there. Yeah. It's. You wait, mango. <laughs> it's really not a tournament. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> mm. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a fan. See, that's how popular it is. Like, yeah. I, I know some of the like famous players and the infamous uh, lagging battle where they all just charging up over and over and just stall the game for at least a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, and then the judges kind of come in and say, "You have to fight." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like the what? 
What? Crystal North Star episode with Ray versus Ken, and they're like, why aren't they doing anything now? Uh, they're in a deadlock battle. And first to blink. Yeah, literally, the first to blink would lose. The judges came with the other, blink, mother... <laughs> <laughs> Time's running out. Yeah, especially that one year where the infamous uh, uh, grand tournament, the grand, grand finals was... Uh, all bayonetta players, mm-hmm. and they all were doing the same tactic. Yeah. Or make a knight, you know. Yeah. Meta knight, I mean. Mm-hmm. Still, okay. Yeah, but it's, if it's not there, it's not there. It just happened. Yeah. It's just a low year for them. I don't think much of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go on to uh, another thing that happened in, uh, in EVO, let's say, okay, let's say hypothetically, let's say hypothetically they decide to not bring back Smash. Man, and you know, they replace Smash it. topic for <laughs> Well, no. Well, like, if they like, let's just say they just take out Smash and be like, okay, let's pre- let's replace it with another game. What would you want to see take its place? First of all, I'd be happy if they replace it. Yeah. Because you know, I don't think Smash is fighting games. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great game. I think it's game of the year. To be honest, it should be one of those categories. Yeah. But replace it. I, my honest opinion is an American game, a Skullgirl, more combat, something to introduce the American side. Yeah. Or at least Kill Instinct, which is technically a British game. Hmm. In lieu of America, you know, but or yeah. something else. I mean, something where um, Japanese audience get to see our side, mm-hmm. because every year in Evo, we 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 tend to educate more to the Japanese side, like with the anime fighting games like Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear, which was a good game. Yes, and, great tournament. Yeah, that was Samurai Showdown was good. I yes. love the old classic returning. Mm-hmm. Has nothing wrong with that, but they always exclude the American style. I know it's ultra violent, but they could choose not to do fatalities. Right, brutality. You can't. Sometimes you can't because you know it's end of the game. It, it, so. it happens. Yeah. Yeah, so they can always do censor. They can always turn it like blue or green in advance, you know, yeah, just yeah, monochrome. Yeah. Or they could just pre-tape it and you know, air. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know, show I, people's reactions. Oh, uh, oh, when they do the fatalities, and then fatality on the screen. Yeah. That's it. Or at least Skullgirls. It's, it's yeah, pseudo anime. Yeah, because Skullgirls is it surprisingly has a huge audience in uh, Japan. They even built arcade cabinets for it, and they, people are still playing it in arcades to this day. Or a newcomer completely. Yeah, like the fighting um, robot games coming out. I forgot the name of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's by the GQPO yes. guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Or a fighting herd for, for all I care. To be honest. Yeah, to be honest, something in the really game. That's a really great game. Yeah. Um, personally, me. I would, uh, you know, seeing Mortal Kombat over there, seeing Skull over there in Evil Japan would be great. I think that would be awesome. Um, hell, even Killer Instinct would be perfectly fine as well with me. Uh, me, uh, I would like to see, like, an old school game come back. Um, good example. Like, the one game I would totally, like... Street Fighter 1. No. Virtual uh, <laughs> Fighter. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because there's still, because Virtual yeah. Fighter still, no, because Virtual Fighter is still being Virtual played to this day. Five final showdown, the last iteration. Yes. Okay, that's because there's still people playing it. Like, um, funny fact, uh, in Japan, they still have the servers on for PS3 players mm-hmm. just to play Virtual Fighter online against opponents. They still have their server going for that game. I still play on my Xbox. Yeah, love that game. It's great. It's, it's the ultimate rock paper scissors game. Mm-hmm. Can't they make a Virtual Fighter six? No, to be honest, uh, Virtual Fire 6, a while open the door, is the later iterations of 6 that makes it, like, on 5. By the time we got the final showdown, it was magnificent. Yeah. 6 just opened the door, yeah. It's the same thing with 5. 5 came on the PS3, and then, you know, 6 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Best fighting game of all time. Yeah. Same thing here. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They don't Capcom you, they don't milk you. They actually put iterations out. Mm-hmm. And it... Pricing enough where it's like only like twenty bucks. My body's an indestructible. 
weapon. That's right. Okay, now let's move on to one of the biggest tournaments. Um, I think happened. the biggest tournament. I think well, well, the biggest tournament within the within the Evo was the uh, Tekken Grand Final. Yes, yeah, the Tekken Seven one. The Tekken, yeah. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was great. Um, uh, this year's winner, um, I think, it was his first time winning the Evo Japan tournament. It's his first tournament, I think. To be honest, ah, a newcomer. Yeah, newcomer. First major tournament, I think. Yeah. I mean, when I say major, I meant like the Eagles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mostly American stuff, or the kind of Toronto Cup, something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. something international. Yeah. What? No, no I was going to say, yeah. Um, yeah, which also brought uh, something interesting. It was uh, in the grand finals, uh, six out of the eight players were playing as Leroy. Yes. Okay, um, and the grand final was uh, Leroy against uh, Julia, mm-hmm. and um, the newcomer yeah. won as Leroy. Um, a lot of people were complaining about it afterwards online, saying that Leroy was too overpowering, mm-hmm. and that might affect um, certain tournaments was down he, the road. Was he broken or uh, nerfed before the tournament? No, they don't nerf it till um, afterwards, yeah. after the next release and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Final. Well, that's what Tekken does, they want people to... We may remember Geese and Akuma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. Mm-hmm. But, okay, uh, what are you saying? Okay, so uh, no, I was saying, um, do you think people had the, or do you think he's too OP right now? Should no, they nerf no, him? No, Okay, why not? Well, you want to say why first? I, I tell you why not after. It makes more sense. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, because if you if I say why not, it, the why takes, it goes away. Okay, all right. Um, okay, why do you think you should then? Why? Yeah. Well, besides OP being that the six out of what? Six out of the ten? Six out of eight. Six out of eight finals. grand finals. That's just popularity. <laughs> yeah, because he's one, he's an original character. Two, an entire different play style. Yeah. Um, you know, three. Um, he's brand new, so it's hard to adjust. Yeah. And four, and four. If you guys are just wondering, the only two other characters that were in the grand finals was Julia and. Tekken 6 Bob. No, no, one more. Oh, who? The final boss. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I'm bad with the uh, names, especially Japanese. The final boss, the, the wife of... The, he, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah besides those three. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, the, re- okay, the reason why it was overpowering because it's... Well, you play to win, right? Right. So, there's nothing wrong with him. Just pick... If everybody pick the same character. Right, right. The goal is to win still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If everybody wants to do the Lakers in the 80s and the 90s, great. Right. Best final ever. Mm-hmm. Like 10 fouls. Five seconds left in the clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be that game. It's going to be like six hour game. Yeah. The last five minutes. Magic Before versus it. Bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Magic steals from Magic. And then he fights Magic. Oh my God. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's just the reason why you want to win. Your best character suits you. Mm-hmm. Leroy got the best advantage. He's yeah. new, hard to play with. And hard to uh, well, actually easy to play with, hard to adjust to. Yeah, yeah. But here's uh, we, that's pretty much the only reason why. What they should nerf them or ban them or whatever. Okay, all right. And uh, was well, why not? Why not? One main reason: the top eight. They all adjusted to it. In fact, you see the evolution. Hence, evil. Mm-hmm. The, the the way the, the players are evolving as they play. They first Leroy was dominating, but then they start switching characters. They went back to the old school, the old the old stuff, and they dominated Leroy. Leroy got knocked out. Remember the top. Eventually, those those three players, those, those characters, 
knock those Leroy characters out. There's only one Leroy that remained. Mm-hmm. But the cool part about him, since he's evil, he evolved too. Yep. He adjusted his gameplay and his style. Yeah, so it, it shows that it's nothing to do with the character. It shows the way you evolve. Mm-hmm. Because each player is different. And when one player evolves, they all want to adapt to your evolution and evolves with it. Mm-hmm. If you get more time, I, I think that Julie will actually have a chance to get the next game. And then he evolves. Mm-hmm. It's really nothing about the character. It's about the player. Right, right. This is the best example of evolution. In, you know, working, you know, working is best in yeah. video games. Mm-hmm. You see this, you know, ad- adaptation. You see adjustment. You see the trick. And the, the cool part is, they all were nerve-wracking. They were so oh, hesitant yeah. against each other. It's like, you get moments where Jesus Paul is like, him! You know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, uh, what uh, are you uh, doing? Uh, I'm uh, afraid uh, of him. Yeah, yeah, a good example would be um, the loser's bracket final where they had to reset. Um, Mikio. Yeah. We literally had to come back um, to... Um, Place, uh, yeah, against with Bob to come yeah. back and win this. Yeah, it was, it was, it was that crazy. That, yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah, the winner by the way is Book. Talon Book from Thailand. Mm-hmm. First time. Thailand yeah. on the map now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So which congratulations is, to them. Congratulations to all the winners. At, which uh, I think is Poetic Justice, by the way. What? The next character. Oh, yeah. Falcon Rao. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. So yeah. 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 Thailand entered the market when they put <laughs> epic Thai characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. We finally got somebody in the game. Our skin's in the game. That's not preserving. Hey, Bruce was good. I have Bruce was okay. Bruce was great, yeah. but he's not. They depict the character and they gave him a style. Right. Yeah, because originally he was just a Street Fighter type style. Right. But yeah. So, yeah. All right. So moving right along from Evo, uh, the Academy Awards. Um, while we were all away, uh, the Academy Awards came out. So we're just gonna focus on some of the um, the awards, and then we're just gonna take our picks on which ones of them because. Um, it was interesting. This was interesting this year that uh, some of the nominees were nominated while others were um, were not were snubbed. In other words, so we're just gonna get to it. Well, right one now. big takeaway was that um, mm-hmm. I forgot her name, but uh, she she was protesting that the directors were all men, and it uh, made it made it headlines. Boy, I I hate I hate when that happens. Yeah. I. Uh, there's always a protest every year. Spike Lee, I'm looking at you all the time. Don't do, oh, he's good this year. All right. Yeah. All right. Do the right he, thing too is coming out. He didn't get director, but he got what? Screenplay. 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 Yeah. Okay, so here we go. For best picture, we got Ford versus Ferrari, mm-hmm. The Irishman, mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, The Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Okay. So, I've seen all the movies but one, mm-hmm. the JoJo one. I'm going to say JoJo and Parasite are the underdogs in this one. Parasite was good. Parasite it, was real good. It's good, but it's foreign. What's wrong with that? I know, I know. I'm setting up my questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you set it up for you. Yeah. Um, but also, too, JoJo Rabbit, even though it was a, sat- a satirical film about World War II and Hitler, mm-hmm. um, I saw it. It's entertaining. It's funny. Is it witty? It's very witty. Very witty. Uh, There was jokes that I know a lot of people would just like, it will go over their heads and they won't get it. Mm -hmm. Or Uh, they're too busy being offended. Yes. Um, Give the times, people. Yeah. Or rabbits. Yeah. So out of all these movies, what would be your bet? Like who would think we'll take it? Best picture, best actor, best. Best, Yeah, best Best, picture. Best picture. 1970. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know why? Mm. Personally, I have PTSD. 
that movie gave me PTSD. It was that. Jeez. It was that. The, uh, you know, if right, you have a what's the word, the tunnel vision or uh, claustrophobia, mm -hmm. you get extreme headaches. I was watching it. I was like, my God, motion sickness. Mm -hmm. It's a good movie, but I feel like I'm, I'm experiencing it like I was in a Bradley. Right, right, right. Shaking and constantly moving and the actual, I to throw up. The actual term is shell shock, not PTSD. No, they no, invented no, it. No, the actual, the actual term is PTSD. Well, that came later. Yeah, shell shock actually didn't really came from there, though. That came something else. I think was, uh, I won't get into it. Yeah, uh, okay. All right, what about you? What it's, you it's pretty hard because I would agree with 1970. I mean, come on. It's one of the few movies, I, I know there was like maybe four or five movies that actually like from start to end, you're literally doing it in one full take. Except for that one scene where he was sleeping and went black. And the director actually claimed there was still one shot, so I, I they were, and he woke up. Yeah. And it was, it was getting close to dawn. Man, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. So I guess that was the cut part, so they showed the next morning. Yeah. Because, you know, 12 hours had actually passed. Yeah. Mm. So that that's the only time though where it's it's yeah, mm -hmm. but still one shot, completely awesome movie, mm -hmm. good ending too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you think? Well, my lead contenders would be uh, Jojo Rabbit, The Irishman, mm -hmm. uh, Joker, not just because of Scorsese. Well, the Irishman because of Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, 1970. Now, I, I'm sorry for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but, you know, I mean, I mean it kind of hurt with Bruce Lee. Yeah, but it might have been true, though. That's the thing. Like, it's in the, not in your head. Yeah. But that's the whole point of But, but where's the... Where, well, obviously, the witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> there were witnesses. Okay, but... Um, Parasites? Um, that could be the, like, the... The, the, the sleeper? The, the sleeper that will actually take it. It could... It, it's potentially the one that could take it all. Questioning society and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Those movies usually take it, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So, let's just wait and see. For me, personally, I think Parasite and Jojo Rabbit are, like, the true underdogs in this one. Mm -hmm. They're, like... Um, I personally think that either or should win. But, realistically, I would say it's going to be between either The Irishman, Joker, or 1970. I wouldn't say Joker. Joker, definitely, for Best Actor. But... Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah you, you may never know. 1917 is just... Yeah. The way it was shot. And the fact that it was... Was so realistic. It was mm, the trench. Yeah, yeah, World War One, and the fact that you felt like a video game player. I know. You know, you know first person shooter. Yeah. But uh, okay, one last thing about mm -hmm. best pictures and stuff. This year was great. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I don't care who wins. Yeah. I might have an inch over two the or the other, mm -hmm. but this year was just. The only issue great. I have is Little Women. Why? Well, because it, it's it, been done like many times, even in the '30s, I think. So it's Hamlet. Yeah. And so it's Dracula. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. the best time that I saw was the one... With Mel Gibson? With, no, Kenneth Branagh. Okay. It was word for word. True. That, they but literally made an epic out of it, and that's all Shakespeare. The best one I ever saw was the actual play. It was three days long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, on video. Yeah. They, they want to add it as a motion picture. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, I had to sit through the entire play in that movie, literally. It's just 29 hours? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, so moving right along, we're here at um, Best Actor. Okay. Antonio Banderas for uh, Pain and Glory. Yeah. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh -huh. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Yeah. Walking Phoenix for Joker. And Jonathan Pierce for The Two Popes. I, I saw The Two Popes. I, was, I, didn't, I did like Jonathan Pierce just because I love his car commercials. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is it Chrysler? Mer Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. 
this one's I, okay. It's only been two in my head. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, never. Yeah, let's say River Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. and Adam Driver. See, you know, what? I saw Marriage Story. I didn't really like it. No, but just acting wise. Acting wise, I feel act, for him. Yeah. yeah. Acting wise, yeah. No, to be honest, I would say it. It might was a boring be. movie, though. Yeah. I had, this whole point of that movie, marriages could be mundane, and that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Like the divorce stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would say either between Joaquin Phoenix and Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo should have won many other times. Yeah. But not this time. Yeah. <laughs> but if he wins it, it'd be always oh, okay too. Now he's Cammy just like, I'm, give it to Leo this year because we feel bad for not yeah. getting it. Yeah. Screaming over all the yeah, But then you got Joaquin Phoenix with the jo- with Joker, not the Joker. Joker. Man. Yeah. The one person I would be very surprised to win, to win this, Antonio Banderas. I wouldn't be surprised. No, I would be surprised because I think this is the second time he got nominated. The first, time, the first time he got nominated was Best Supporting Actor in, in an Interview with a Vampire. I thought it was Philadelphia for some reason. Oh. Philadelphia? No. He should have got nominated. Yeah, he should have. Oh, wait. They, got, they gave it to Tom Hanks or Denzel. For that, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Tom Hanks Hampton, Denzel, so. yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, for Best Leading Actress, we have uh, Catherine Evor for Harriet, mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, uh, Soris Ronan for Little Women, mm-hmm. Charis Theron for Bombshell, Renee Zellweger for Judy. I have no idea. Okay. I, I saw most of these movies, but I, have, I wasn't really enthralled with only acting. To be honest? Probably Harriet. Yeah. Because I, it was timepiece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Charis Theron also did a pretty good job in Bombshell. Um, well, there's already slack against it. That'll, that'll potentially cost her. You know, it's not out in Mexico yet. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, but to be honest, um, I cannot see Scarlett Johansson winning this one. Mm-hmm. But she, uh, but I'll, um, I'll explain why in, in the next. Uh... I can tell you why she can't right now. Okay, why? Because it felt like Lost in Translation. Yeah. 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 It was her same acting. It felt like it. Yeah. Which she should have won. Yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> That's was, the there a, was, part. was there a Bill Murray in there or was it Adam Driver? Adam Bill Driver. Murray? Yeah. Adam no, Adam. he was the Bill Murray to her. Yeah. yeah. Both did a good job. Yeah. Okay. Now, here to me, this part, these next two are, are basically like the group of death because I would never assume, never, I would never knew that they like these actors would be going against okay. one another. Is this two popes? Uh, no. Um, okay. For best supporting role. Mm-hmm. Male? For male. First for male. Um, on the record, but, I'm against that. Okay. Gender neutral. Yeah. No, for both. No, for both of these. I'll, I'll I know. I know. Okay. For best supporting actor, uh, for male best supporting actor, you got Tom Hanks going against Anthony Hopkins, mm-hmm. going against Al Pacino, okay, Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt. Wow, I only have two in my head already. Nope. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> they should throw in Ray Romano in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Irishman, supporting actors, is that is the name of that game. It is. Yeah. I know Robin Nero is a main actor, but everybody else was like, yeah, it made him shine. Yeah. 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 It's okay. And then you got Tom Hanks being Mr. Rogers, and he did a phenomenal job in that movie. I thought Matt Damon should have played him. <laughs> <laughs> but he was busy being Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah, but okay, but Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers, like Mr. Roger playing Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's pretty much like you hardly, you hardly ever see him cuss. No, he's like, 
Yeah. Welcome to my neighborhood. You could just be Tom Hanks, and we probably wouldn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Just as uh, this weather. Yeah, and then Anthony Hopkins and the two popes did a really good job on that one. Did he? Uh, yeah, I thought he did a good job for yeah. for supporting. Yeah. It reminds me of Hearts in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then Brad Pitt and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, he, I think he deserved that nomination for it. Yeah. But it's between those three. Hanks, yeah. Pacino, and Pesci. Yeah. But the lead, um, but the ones who are kind of like a bit above Hanks would be between Pacino and Pesci. It's going to yeah. be hard. Yeah. Okay. Now for best supporting role for actress. Yeah. Okay. You got Kathy Bates. Okay. Misery. Lorna Dern. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florence Perk for Little Women. Uh-huh. And uh, Margot Robbie for Bombshell. See this where this is where I think that Scarlett Johansson should win, because she did a really great job in Jojo Rabbit. She was more believable in this role than she was in Marriage Story. Okay, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, that's why I, I I can't see her winning Best Actress. I can actually see her winning Best Supporting Actress. Long shot, she can win both. True. Yeah. Be triple crown. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing for Hanks. Hanks could if Hanks win Best Supporting, yeah. triple crown as well. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Bates, what's she doing again? She did, uh... Harriet? No. No, Randy, uh... No, Richard Jewell. Oh, the case of Richard Jewell. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh, she played the mother. Yes. Oh, wow, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> uh, nobody talked about that movie as much. Clint Eastwood. Okay, then he should be best director. Well, the thing was, there was backlash about the movie because the... It was anti-media. Oh, uh, oh, no. Yeah, because of the reporter. Yeah. Like, and everyone's saying, she didn't do this crap, and we got proof. We like we don't care. You 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 made his name through the mud in the first place. Oops. <laughs> Not how you feel. Okay. Yeah. That's how you like me now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm pro Jewel in this one. Yeah. Like you you can destroy somebody's life easily. Right. Okay. And then the last one we're gonna talk about is best animated film. Um, I think Frozen's gonna win. I don't care. Okay. No. Actually, it. <laughs> what? You'd, it's be surpri- you'd be surprised who's down on name. Okay, How to Train Your Dragon, The mm-hmm. Hidden World, I Lost My Body, mm-hmm. Claws, mm-hmm. both of those are Netflix. Yeah. Huh. The Missing Link, which won the Golden Globe. Okay. And Toy Story 4. What, Frozen Night in there? No. Ah, animation. Yes. I'm, I'm talking about animation quality. No, no best animated film. Oh, in general? Oh, yes. Yeah, Frozen sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about, okay, I'm, when I think animation, I think the, the work they put into how to animate it. Right. Rather than just the acting, the singing, and the script mm-hmm. storyline, the yeah. script. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, I have no, I have no picks. All of them good to me. Well, you said uh, earlier that traditionally, like whoever gets the Golden Globe has kind of like a one-up edge. No, over. It, it, it goes nine out of ten times. Um, whoever wins the Golden Globe wins an Oscar. So that's the missing link who shocked Disney. Well, and no, everyone, the was, everyone was laughing at Disney for a while. No, no, the the reason why the missing link shocked everybody at the Golden Globes was because it's the same studio that did uh, Caroline and um, Coraline yeah Coraline mm-hmm. and also um, oh, that other one can't remember it don't matter right? yeah but the, um, yeah and this is like their third film okay that's fine hmm. yeah I have no pick in this one I have no I have no horse in this race yeah um, I've seen I've seen all of them uh, personally me mm-hmm. Uh, realistically, maybe Missing Link could win this one. Um, like I said, Golden Globes um, usually is the, the, the defining factor. 
But um, would be pers- second pick. Per, per, but personally, uh, I lost my body. It's um very artistic, very weird, very different. Um, what surprised me too was that there was a lot of films that were not that that were through their hat in the race, mm-hmm. and a lot of animated films got snubbed this year. A lot of good ones. So um, these past two years was animated kingdom. It was like, yeah, but it makes sense though. You, you, yeah, you, you only have to pick up to five. I mean, right, out of hundred. <laughs> no, this year it was about fifty-four. I mean, I'm just saying, just yeah. figuratively. Yeah, so... Um, I'm not including the Koreans and the others, foreign, French, anime stuff. Yeah, those have got Disney and... Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so... Or Indies, in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, actually, um, Missing Link and um, I Lost uh, My Body are considered to be indie films. Indie animated films. Oh, they just have multiple entries prior? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, it makes sense. Yeah. So. I don't know. Would that count as indie if you've been there before? <laughs> well, okay, for the Missing Link, the studio that made Missing Link, mm-hmm. um, like I said, this is just their third film. I know. It's, you've, they've been there before, so... Yeah. It's like, okay, unless it's like an actor doing indie film, yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. But this is a production doing another film. Right. So. So. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, just let you guys know, we will give our thoughts on the one ears when next month, like in two weeks, they're going to have No, in two weeks. Next week. Next week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, today is what the, uh, what's no, today? so today's date? No, because Friday is the last day of January. Mm-hmm. Saturday is the first and Sunday is the second. He's being technical. Oh, uh, no. February 9th. So it'd be the two yeah, weeks. Yeah, two, two weeks. weeks. Tell you. Well. Oh, yeah, because they they'll, they'll totally get ripped by the Super Bowl, which is on the second. Yeah. Like what, twelve days, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, last thing we're going to be talking about today is the love, Eisner Awards. I love beer. <laughs> I love Pilsner, man. Let's talk about it. All right. Sam Adams, what flavor? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So <laughs> no, it's because I'm more, kind of more of a heaven rising guy. But... What, what? Okay, Blue Moon is always going to take the cake. Yeah. The Belgium Ale, white ale, baby. Yeah. 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 I, unless you want to go, you know, the Jaeger bomb by default, McGinnis. Not really. I go by Sapporo, Stella Artois. No, but you know, McGinnis is way better with cream. Yeah. Cream liquor? Oh my God, Guinness. No, I, I agree with you on that. Sapporo is more of a clean beer. It gets you drunk a little faster because of, I don't know, something with the electrolyte water, I guess. <laughs> I, I like to drink Sapporo whenever I'm eating. Like, it's clean. It's yeah, clean. it kind of cleans the palate out. Yeah. It's yeah, good for fish. It's good. It is. It's yeah. really good. Okay, so um, a couple of days ago, uh, the San Diego Confound International just already released um, 14 nominees for this year's Eisner, for, their, uh, for the Will Eisner Hall of Fame Award. Mm-hmm. All right, they've already had two judges' choices, um, very good choices. Um, the nominees for uh, the two inductees uh, for this year's judges' choices are Neil Brinkley, the creator of the, of the Brinkley Girl, Mm-hmm. And African American cartoonist and uh, illustrator E. Simmons Campbell's the the guy who basically um, did Esquire. He was Esquire. Okay. When he first started, mm-hmm. um, I think those are two wonderful choices, um, especially Campbell because he did a lot. He he did Esquire. He did Life. Mm-hmm. He did Judged. He worked on Playboy. Okay. He um he even did um. A book called uh, Nightclub in, in the 30s Harlem. Uh-huh. 
Okay. And that was that that book right there was basically shown on Kent Burns's jazz when he did um, the art styles and stuff like that, and how the way like the way he told the book was like, okay, this is where Cat Calloway plays, or this is where Monday okay. was like everything. That talks. genre influenced the Devil in Blue Dress style. Yes, okay. everything. Mm. Easy Rollins. Yeah, the art style and everything. Mm-hmm. He basically okay. influenced the art style and all that. Um, and because of that, especially too with Esquire, uh, they never went back. And, and um, when uh, Campbell did all the art and stuff like that, and how the way it was really finesse and beautiful, and sorry, um, Neil Binkley, um, she was considered to be the queen of comics. She did forty years worth of uh, illustrations, artworks, uh, cover arts, and stuff like that for magazines. And Is stuff this like um, the lady who did? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing uh, the New Yorker. Um, magazines. She also did work on the New Yorker, early yes. New Yorkers. She did like Art Decos, something style like that. With a feminist Art Deco. Yeah, she did some feminist Art Deco. She she did some. Okay. Here's a good example of her work. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. Honestly. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I know history. I don't know comics. And then this is Erica Campbell's work. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, early suit suits uh-huh. influence. Okay. Yeah. So. And then now we're gonna go through. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Um, Wait, uh, can you go? Uh, yeah. What's history of the Eisner anyway? How long has it been? Right? Cause oh, I'm, okay. I'm pretty new to this. Okay. Well, the Eisners has been around. I think since the late seventies, early eighties. Okay. 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 Hold on. I'm not really into. You know, right. <coughs> it, uh, cartoon comics and character. Uh, it's mostly Illustra- illustration artists. And yeah, it's mostly illustration artists. artists. And, and the production behind it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I know... And this is fine. I mean, we should continue on. I'm just, I'm just Yeah, curious. but it's been considered to be the, like the Oscars for the, for the comic industry. Yeah, okay. the, yeah the Eisners is basically... That's like a better the comic, way of putting it. Yeah. yeah, the Eisners are just basically the... the um... Yeah, because I've witnessed... Um, and um, I need to get it out of my Facebook page. Mm. Um, I witnessed when Miyazaki... His one only appearance in America, mm-hmm. and he picked San Diego Comic Con that year. And um, during his thing, I forgot the movie. I think it was for Ponyo. I think no, it was for Spirited Away. And then he got his. Uh... Oh no, not this one. Not the one I went to. No, I guess it was then for Ponyo then. Um, yeah, think... But the point was, um, they out of the blue. Castle of the Sky, me. <laughs> That's older. I know. This was in two thousands. Well, anyways, he uh, just uh, someone came over and they presented the ink pot with him. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have a camera with me because I wanted to ask a, ask him a question, but a friend of my friend of ours uh, did. Um, I asked him to take a picture, and lucky him, he got the picture of him holding up the ink pot like like that. Like, blah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know it sucks. I probably mm. sat next to him a lot, realizing it. Like every time I stand next to somebody famous, I don't realize it. Mm-hmm. McFarland. Oh, that happened. Billy D. Williams. Billy. Oh, no. Billy, I would have known Billy D. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt cooler for some odd reason. <laughs> no, no, no. It's because, uh, you know, throughout the years, you know, I passed by Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Mark Singer, the Beastmaster, he was talking with uh, no, I mean, like, stuff Michael like, Madsen. It's just that time. I don't recognize certain people. Because, right. you know, I remember them as a kid. And mm-hmm. then when they age, they look different. Yeah. Like Carmichael from Doom. Oh, my God. I was <laughs> next. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and they were talking about Roddy, Roddy Parker yeah. at one point that yeah. year. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I have that picture, but I wasn't. But so I was there, so I was like, like, wow, you know. And then there's the ink pot. Yeah, like this past week in Santana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So here are the twelve um, 
No, here are the 14. I don't count Jim Lee. I always bump into him. Yeah. Um, Nine more. Here are the 14 uh, nominees mm -hmm. for to be in, um, to, to enter into um, Will Eisner Hall of Fame. Out of the 14, four have to be picked. Okay. You know, and the only people who are allowed to vote are people who are in the industry. Okay. So, um, and here are the names. We have Allison uh, Birchdale. She was a famous... Allison Birchdale? <clears throat> Birchdale. Birch. Yeah, Birchdale. Um, she Dykes? Did a, hmm? Dykes, right? I'm, I'm just guessing. Uh, Dykes to watch out Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, and then we have uh, Howard Cruz. Mm. Uh, he did a lot of um, uh, comics for uh, the gay and lesbian community. He was uh, he was an openly gay and lesbian cartoonist. Mm -hmm. So he uh, did a lot. Um, he started his career um, in the underground scene with uh, Barefoots <coughs> in 1972. Okay. Mm. So... And then we have uh, Moto Higo. Let me see. Moto Hagio. Uh, Moto Hagio, thank you for correcting me. Uh, she's basically like the godmother of all um, shoujo, anime, shoujo manga. Shoujo manga? Yeah. Girl comics. Uh, that's, yeah. yeah, I'm not into those. Like yeah. the, the Sailor Moon stuff? Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. want to use that. But. Yeah. And then we have Don Heck, who did a lot of work on um, Marvel. Um, Co-creator of Iron Man? No, not him. No, 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 I think no, somebody no. else. Did. He did, no, he did a lot of cover arts and stuff like that. Um, cover art. Uh, mm -hmm. He co-created. He co-created Iron Man. Oh, it was him. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he was the artist that co-created several characters in the Iron Man, um, including uh, the Mandarin, Hawkeye, yeah. and Black Widow. Um, Pays to watch the extras in the DVD Blu-rays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of his yeah. work. Okay. So he did a lot of work for Marvel. Um, up next we have uh, Jeffrey Catherine Jones. Jeffrey Catherine Jones. Yeah, I don't even know this guy. Here. No, to her. Oh, uh, Jeff Jeffrey Catherine Jones. That's a yeah. guy, isn't it? What? Name like Jeffrey. Yeah, I think Jeffrey Catherine. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jones did a lot of artwork, um, a lot of, like a lot of fantasy artwork and stuff like that, but beautiful artwork, uh -huh. nevertheless. Um, she did, uh, they did work on, uh, Golden Key, Creepy, Eerie, and Vampirella. Vampirella? Yes. Serious, okay. Mm. Okay. Um, next we have, uh, Francisco Mulli. Uh, I remember Francisco Mulli because, um, she was the founder of, uh, Raw Books and Graphics. And I grew up watching, reading up, remember we grew up reading Raw Books and Graphics? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of underground. No, I don't read it. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it, it was basically, like... The alternative to Vertigo, because it was okay. like really underground. Oh, you had to be a nobody to know this. Yes. Okay, so it's like Vertigo, Malibu Comics, and then this. Yes. Oh wait, the reader. <laughs> then this. Yes, pretty okay. much. Okay. Yeah. So they, like, if you if you were sick and tired of the mainstream at the time, this um, in the free stuff. Yeah. yeah. So anybody the, who's a nobody knows these sort of things. Yeah. Well, you ha that's what you had at the time. You had mm -hmm. to do that. Had to be. Had to be a nobody. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but Raw, Ma yeah, Raw magazine, yeah, uh, was really great. It was really awesome. It was a lot of uh, independent stories and artists and writers and stuff like that came out. So like, it was like it was like the alternative to the alternative. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty awesome. Then you got uh, Kenji Nakazawa. Oh, I know uh, that guy. Yeah, the creator of uh, Barefoot Gym. Yep. In Showin Kings. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So uh, his life work, uh, Barefoot Gym, because he grew up around the whole thing with uh, Hiroshima. Yeah, he was he was there during the well, I think he was the aftermath. Everything, he was there. yeah. He was, so. 
I just remember him because I, I, I love you collecting Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Then we have uh, Thomas Nast. N A S T. What? Thomas who? Nast. Yeah, Thomas Nast. He's considered to be the father wait, wait, wait. of the American. D Thomas Nast. D Thomas Nast. Yes. Should he been number one? He hasn't. Yeah, he has not been. From the seventies. I mean, shouldn't he been number from, from one? eighteen sixty? Well, yeah. number two at least. Number one. Yeah, he's not been. Yeah, this is his first time he's nominated. He's never been number. That should be number one. Mm. He's like in the history books. Yeah, he's the father of the American comics. Cartoons. He so also risked his life. He's anti, he was an anti-slavery guy. Yep. Political cartoonist. Badass. Yep. 1800s. Yeah. Like right here. In the 1870s, he used his cartoons uh, to crusade against uh, New York politician, uh, the New York City's political boss, William Gurner Turner. Mm -hmm. And... Wait. Wait. Let me see his name. Tom McNass. Know. No, that's Boss Tweed. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about that. He spent pharaoh, uh, 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 like Egyptian type of money yeah, just okay. to build a courthouse that never came, mm -hmm. and then his, yeah, and then his ass got busted bad. Yeah. Yes, Thomas Nass, right? He's yeah. He's like a number one. He was yeah. Uh, also <laughs> his comments against no, Tweed are like no, really good and no, funny. Uh, uh, another thing too, he's also responsible for the Republican Party and the Democratic Party for using the elephant and the donkey, As and he was and he also created the modern image of Santa Claus. Shouldn't he be number one? Yeah. From the 1970s? 18. 1870. No, no. When the Eisner thing was Oh, crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Should, should have been the first one. Should have been the first one. Well, second, maybe. The yeah. other one's a British guy. But but Thomas Nass is like, almost like a... We wouldn't uh, have what we have if it wasn't for him. I, just, I hate to say this. No, he just lost Kobe. It's like inducting Kobe before Michael. It was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. In that case, he trumps all of them. It shouldn't even matter. Yeah. Thomas, okay. Yeah, Thomas Nass. Yeah. Okay. Next we have uh, <laughs> Lily Renee William Peterson Phillips. Uh, she was a famous. Uh, uh, she was a famous comic book artist who did a lot of uh, who worked spent most of her career um, at a publisher Fiction House from 1943 to 48. Mm, okay. She also drew a lot of stuff like Werewolf Hunters, Jane Martin, Senorita Rio, and The Lost World. Yeah. And what's so, next? Sakai's next week. We got Stan Sakai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anybody who knows Stan Sakai, we, we know who Stan Sakai is. If you guys don't know who Stan Sakai, Usagi Yojimbo. Pretty much, that's it. I think the other Sakai is way better. Hiroyuki Sakai from The Simpsons. Oh, Richard that. Sakai. Ah, okay. Uh, I'm more Iron yeah. Chef. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, that too. But okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, Richard. He should be nominated too. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, Stan has been a recipient for numerous awards, including the National Cartoonist Society Comic Books Division Award, six Eisner Awards, five Spanish Herzogs, an Ink Plot, an American Librarian Association Award, a Cultural Ambassador Award from the ja for Japanese American National Museum, and a couple of Harvey Awards. The Harvey Award, mm -hmm. including Best Cartoonist, the Harvey Awards is the equivalent to the Golden Globes. But he started working his cartoon when he was in Hawaii, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, he created Yusaki Ojimbo in 1984. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I just... And, and then we have Louis... Team MT. Yeah. We have yeah. Uh, Louis Sim Simmons. Uh, Louis Simmons. She married... Uh, Louise Simmons, right? Yeah, Simmons. Louise. 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 Sorry, Louise Simmons. Yes. Um, you want me to do the reading? No. Yeah. She, um, <laughs> this, is, this is his fort. Yeah. And forte, if some people want to call it that. 
Well, not right. addiction. Uh, she's, uh, she's been working in uh, the comics industry since 1974. Mm -hmm. She's been uh, editing Creepy, Eerie, and Vampirella. She joined Marvel in the 80s, did a lot of work for Uncanny X-Men, the X-Men spinoff, the New Mutants. Um, she's Quick done... question. Uh, is the founder of Vampirella or the, 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 the Creepy... Uh, oh, the creator? Yeah, the founder. Is he in it already? Uh, let me see. Um, not gonna... <laughs> no, James Warren. No, James Warren is actually nominated. Because I saw, the, I saw the theme kind of. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, James Warren was the founder of uh, Warren Publishing. Publishing magazine, he published famous monsters of film, uh, Filmland, Creepy, yeah. Eerie, Vampirella, yeah. Blazing Combat, and The Revival of the Spirit. Shouldn't he go in before those? Other two? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm, I know I'm doing being negative on it, but... There's so many, like... First of all, NAS. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like... Which... Like, what, the Christian Hall of Fame. Jesus came in like four years later. He's not number one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thomas Nass. It's like, what the... Crazy. Yeah. <sighs> People. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the critics and the judges you gotta critique because. Oh, yeah, I'm critiquing them, not critiquing the. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm critiquing the. Number one. <laughs> that's like, you wait, what, 40 years after? <laughs> to nominate number one, the number one guy? Well, number two. Yeah. <laughs> the other guy I don't like because he's British. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm American, he's number one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next, we have uh, Don and Maggie Thompson. They are cre they are specifically um, famous for for uh, the Buyer's Guide for comic fandom, which later okay. became the Comic Buyer's Guide. Okay, mm -hmm. I was hoping Fangora, <laughs> Fangoria. I mean, Fangoria. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, Fangoria, yeah. No, that. but yeah, but uh, Don and Maggie Thompson, they really played a huge role in the comic book industry with mm -hmm. with the comics buyers guy, the, the wizard guys. And all yeah, that. all that. That was them. I hate their pricing. Nobody ever paid for those pricing. All we did was just go to the comic store, read exactly what's going on, and then put it back, and then well, look like we're buying it, but you know, look for some other comic. No, no, just... the wizard, you know, pricing guide. Yeah, that's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, it's it's really like what forty percent depreciation as soon as you touch it. So that guide's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but back then we didn't give a crap. Just read, you know, the classic, are you going to buy it or what? The answer is what? Yeah. <laughs> Keep on All reading. Right. And last but not least, um, the last nominee is uh, Bill Watterson. Calvin and Hobbes! Good creator yeah. of Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, the Tiger and the Kid for me. Yes. In other parts <laughs> in the world, it was a, Calvin and Hobbes was called uh, the Tiger and his Kid. The Kid and his Tiger. Yeah. yeah. So, which is funny because Calvin and Hobbes celebrates its 35th anniversary this year of once it, uh, once it was in production, once it, once it hit the comic strip scene. And then it's also its 25th anniversary of the last, it, mm. uh, the last comic right. final strip. So, um, yeah, so out of the 14... Thomas Nash, man, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, out of the 14, only four of them can go in. First of all, including, I wouldn't, including the two that the judges picked, that's a total I, I of six. I can't. You, you, you got to put Thomas Nett in by himself. Come on, he's, he took down Boss Tweed, and he was corrupt as hell, he, dude. It's, it's just, it's just being him by himself and nobody else because he's that important. It's like writing the okay, Exodus about the Moses. I'm so you cannot. How the hell you not have Thomas Nass already? You didn't see Gangs of New York, but just, you know, where you see that big, fat, bald, bald, um, bearded guy? Yeah. That's Boss Tweed. You saw what he did. Oh, this is just... You serious? And Thomas yeah. Nash took him down. Oh my God. 
How corrupt the judges back in the Eisner? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> were they like pro Southern, anti pro slavery guys, or pro both, you know, pro anti abolish? You know, were they like the heroes of the North Star rivalry or something like that? You know, from from Frederick Douglass? What? <laughs> but I, you can't figure. I see. I'm going back to history. I mean, right, minor right. history. But this mm. is like the guy for cartoon for American cartoon. He is the guy. He, while him wouldn't be The Simpsons, wouldn't be South Park, it wouldn't be any of that. It wouldn't even be Garfield or or, or, yeah. or the clever um, political or, yeah. or whatever Satire comics, you know, yeah. like you know, when Playboy, New York, and yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He is he epitomizes cartoon um, and freedom of speech, and the fact that he went against tyranny too. So that's and he was a humanitarian man. Yeah. Really? Uh, okay, well, hold on. The best, the best spot, the best. The Eisers, okay, the Eisner started in '88. Okay, okay, still. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, You're the dragon. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it, but still. It's, it's like, Thomas Nash should be number one. Period. Yeah. Unless you want to include that British guy <laughs> from the 1700s, yeah. What was his name? Uh, Gilray. I think Steve Gilray. No, James Gilray, I think. You gotta look him up. Who did, who did he take down or, or went against at the time? No, it was him. It was just him. Really, it was just him. Oh, he was what, making fun of the queen or something? Oh no, no, he was doing uh, like like famines and stuff. He was doing like, he he was more of a satirist, like John Swift. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, if you try Google, okay, I can give you some famous names okay. that are already inside yeah. the Hall of Fame that you'd be surprised that are Google in most famous cartoon. Artist or cartoonist in eighteen hundred. I bet it's gonna be Thomas Nash. Oh no, it will be. You can have the or fam- most famous in history, Thomas Nash, American mm-hmm. history. It's gonna be him. It's yeah. I can't think of any cartoon mm-hmm. that you know. Yeah, why is he number one? Okay, who's number one? Who's the first one? I want to take you know. Okay, nineteen eighty seven. The first people that were inducted were um, Jack Kirby, Carl Barks, and Will Eisner. Second, okay. Okay, Eisner's okay, but... Okay, yeah. Okay, then we have, over the years, I'm just going to name off people who are already in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Steve Dicko, Stan Lee, 94. Okay. Okay, um, Schuster and Siegel, okay. created Superman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wally Wood, that was 92. Um, oh, Harvey one. Kurtzman. Mm-hmm. Bob Kane, at least. Uh, uh, Bob Har- Kane and Bill Finger. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Harvey Kurtzman, uh, 89. That's the Harvey Award is named after. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what else do we got Bob Keane Bill Finger yeah did they have Bill Finger uh, hold on uh, pretty much all the namers we, we yeah. recognize Charles it. Schultz yeah. Tony Sports Conflon 97 mm-hmm. Neil Adams uh, 98 Jim Davis yeah. although technically Bill Finger was in 99 after the correction <laughs> yeah. I bet Dr. Susan not there too <laughs> yeah, yeah well it wouldn't be fair because, you know, UCSD, no, not just the book. They have the, the, the library named after him with all his original stuff. Mm-hmm. And the house. I said, no, I've seen, I've been there a lot. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. John Romero Sr. Okay. Um, Ozuma Takazi, 2002. Um, Jack Davis, 03. Okay, um, yeah, all these people have a lot of accolades, obviously. But mm-hmm. <sighs> Thomas Nass. <laughs> Well, as far as, far as uh, the U.S., yeah, Thomas Nast. The world, actually, before that, remember, uh, freedom of speech was, like, not really known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if you talk about the kids, the king, the queen, or your own people. Yeah, that's usually death. Yeah, yeah. 
If, if you're lucky, imprisonment. If you're lucky. Wait, I, I got your mind thinking on Thomas Nasna. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, it's like. And it wasn't yeah. until the French. Uh, it wasn't really employed until the, what the French Revolution. Okay, if the Roots Hall of Fame came out, LeVar Burton has just been inducted right now. I'd be pissed. Okay. That's that's just to let you guys, okay. Just to let you guys know, I'm excited. Um, no, <laughs> so let, let you guys yeah. know, and um, and the listeners here, here was last year's inductees for the Hall of Fame. Okay, Thomas the judge, uh, <laughs> judges' choices were Jim Emperor, June Tepe Mills, David Stevens, mm-hmm. and uh, Maury Turner. Those were that, the, those were the judges' choices. Here's the voters' choices Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Jeanette Kahn. Paul Lovitz, Wendy and Wendy and Richard Peeney, mm-hmm. and Bill uh, Bill Sandowski. Thomas Nash. <laughs> Number one, if if he's inducted this one, I'm I'm not gonna count the previous one, which is unfair. But he's he has to be mm-hmm. first class at least. I don't know. <laughs> it it takes credibility away from the award. Don't you think? Yeah. It's like the Civil Rights Movement Award. Martin Luther King has been nominated this year for the past 50th annual nominations. Like, what? And so they didn't give it to him. I know. It's mm-hmm. like, well, it's one of those things where he's like, really? Yep. Were you high in the 80s? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well. You know. You know. Bush was president, so. Yeah. Maybe in... Daddy Bush. Bush. Bush and Quail. Bush and Quail. Yeah, so... And the thing is, too, like, Frank Miller got in in, in 15. Okay, yeah. And then yeah. Alan Moore got in in 14. But, mm. David Gibson was, like, 18. George Perez was 17. Rikumi Tatsukashi um, was in 18 as well. <laughs> it's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, so. Uh, but, yeah. No, but like you said, no Thomas Nast. Yeah, it's, he, he, once an American hero, I'm sorry. It's like, he, he trumps the past and present. It's, yeah. It's, he was anti-slavery too. Category alone, he transcends more, multiple categories. Mm-hmm. Media, yeah. Political, civil rights. Yep. Uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he almost died. Right? They gave him death threats or whatever. Uh, they want to hit on him. Yeah. Well, especially Boss Tweet. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Tommy Hall. <laughs> you can do a Thomas Nash special. Yeah. So okay. we won't know who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, the Eisner Hall of Fame, until the actual Hall of Fame show, which will be during Comic-Con on um, this July. So we'll let you know. Uh, I just realized it makes it worse if he doesn't even get in at all. <laughs> 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 well, we just got to wait and see. Uh, you got to bring that up. Uh, somebody has to bring it up to the Comic-Con. I don't know. I don't know who's on the board or anything, but really? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we won't know until the final results until uh, July of this year. So, um, we will keep you posted on that. Until we're further ado, that's it for this week's show. I hope you guys had an enjoying time, and thank you for coming back and listening to us this week. Um, we're going to try and make up some lost time for since we were sick and everything like that, and we will do as much as we can as possible. I don't know if we're going to have a show next week, because, you know, Super Bowl, everyone's going to be all Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. That's at 3 o'clock, though. Yeah, so we can still do one. No problem. Okay, okay. then. So, well, I wish you want to sit down and do a commercial special. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can see the commercials on YouTube. Uh, Save okay. my time. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow. All right, then. So, then I'm Captain Katz. And I'm soon to not be called the Knight Rider. Yes. 
And of course, is Omega Kai. The pro of Thomas Nassus. <laughs> us Thomas Nassus people are being neglected. <laughs> okay. All right. And thank you for listening to us. We'll be back next week. I hope you guys have a great time. And remember, this today's episode is sponsored by water. Water. Your body needs it. All right. Until then, take care. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. That's how I create piss. <laughs> you actually got that in there. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, uh, the father of American cartoons. Yeah. See how angry I am. <laughs> Change number one, come on. Yeah. I mean, like I said in the podcast, he took, he took, he took down the Democrats. Well, he took down Tammany Hall and Boss Sweden. He took down corruption in there. Didn't they threaten his life a few times? He also threatened his life. He got lived in the Soviet. Yeah, yeah. Out of all places, he died in uh, Guayaquil, Ecuador, in 1902. He went there for a reason? Maybe. Let's see. Hey, you never know. Hey. I mean, what happened to the two guys? The guys from Watergate. Okay. You know, after they, they successfully took down Nixon, where did they go? One died, and it was Pat Buchanan. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, I know, you, know, it, it, you know, right after, did they go into hiding yeah. or what? He came out, I think he came out after his death, but still. Yeah, okay, so what happened to it? So the, the man was a cartoonist, who was a satiricist, civil rights, exposing scandals. He oh, was yes. a muckraker, pretty much a muckraker. Mm-hmm. Although, unfortunately, he, uh, um... He's a jaunted swiftest with a heart. No, no, yeah, but he was also anti-Irish. Well, because well, you well, said... ironically, here, with a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he always depicted him as violent drunks because in the neighborhood where he grew up, mm-hmm. he was a physically small uh, child that was bullied. Yeah. But, um, um, he was seeing a lot of, uh, Irish people going against, uh, black people. Mm-hmm. And so okay. then when he witnessed the New York draft fights, that's when he did his cartoon. So he was an observationist depicting, well, depicting what he saw. Yeah, but at the same time with the vengeance, with yeah. the hatred. He, yeah, he, well, he has the American story too, an immigrant, right? Yeah. From Bavaria, just like that? Yeah, the German Confederation, Kingdom of Bavaria. Yeah, best cream and chocolate ever. <laughs> Oh. And yeah, he, he supported the the, uh, the original Americans and uh, the Chinese immigrants at the time. He, what, he, he did that too? Yeah. Here, he did this famous cartoon here. It says, uh, red gentleman Indian to yellow gentleman Chinese. Mm-hmm. Uh, pale face, afraid you proud him out as he did me. So he, he did, he also helped in portraying a positive light for immigrants. Yes. It was during the, what we call it, the Alien Sedation Act? Yes. Yeah, my history should be. Hasagawa should be proud. Oh, college professor. It's funny. This is, we were in class together. We heard this. Yeah, and then there's his famous uh, cartoons against the boss tweet. Yeah, like the brains. The fat guy with a, um, a bag of cash for his head. To be honest, for the longest time, I thought that was. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> oh, know, and um, you know I mean? he did a cartoon in Spain. What's it called? No, 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 no. I think uh, it was 1876 cartoon that helped identify Boss Tweed in Spain. Oh, I think he was on the run. And so, in Spain, I think they got him. And he, oh, they got him. No, they see? That's how the Spanish people in the times knew how to. Like, oh, that's Boss Tweed! Wow. Mm. Shouldn't there be a movie about this guy? <laughs> you think about it, he's like, he, he fought corruption with paper and art. And he, he was a, um, 
Yeah. He did, he, you know, some cartoons, you know, he didn't want to compromise with the South. He was supporting the 15th Amendment. So he was pro-Union. Wow. Harper's Weekly. I'm trying to see, like, what happened, like, what made him go to... Uh, Ecuador? Ecuador. I think he was on the run, like you said. So the more you dig, the more fascinating he gets. And you wonder why he's not number one on the ice. Okay. That is a shame. He didn't support James A. Garfield because of the Credit, credit Mobilier scandal. Garfield, 35th president? No, no. Is he? he, 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 he so he was one that assassinated, right? Owing money? Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so he fought him too, then. He was supporting him. Yeah. Good call. And yeah, but then he went and uh, supported Grover Cleveland because uh, um, of Grover Cleveland's civil service. But he was also one of the most corrupt presidents. So he, he, so he has his flaws. Cleveland. Yeah. And then he quit uh, Harper's Weekly. And Harper's Weekly went like, down. Mm -hmm. Oh, and he got swindled by Ferdinand Ward in the... Uh, um, his fortune was lost in 1884 when uh, Ferdinand Ward uh, swindled him, faking a brokerage firm. Okay. Because of the swindler. So he was, at the end. So he was forced to return to the lecture circuit. Let's see, that's a Harper's Oh, his health. Deteriorates? Yeah, pain in his hands. So he couldn't drew no more? <laughs> he took control of the New York Gazette and named it as Nance Sweetly. His, his life story is like uh, Frederick Douglass crossed with Eric Clapton. And he was an artist. I hate to say it, Eisner dropped the ball not picking this guy. I'm, I'm sorry. Number uh, one. The, um, the critics? I don't know, I don't know the critics are, right? Just... Oh, in 1902, he applied for a job in the State Department hoping to secure a consular position in Western Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, no position was available. Teddy Roosevelt, um, who liked his cartoons, <laughs> and uh, he, he made him uh, and appointed him as uh, the U.S. Consul General to White uh, Ecuador. That's why he went. Makes more sense. Now. And he died of yellow fever. There was an outbreak. Ironic. Ironic. It's, it's a, the reward became the, the end. <laughs> yeah, his life story is pretty much Frederick Douglass. Uh, Oh, his contributions is uh, the Republican elephant. Mm -hmm. uh, Not the donkey, right? Not the Democratic donkey. Well, he popularized the representation, but the donkey was around since 1837. Okay. Uh, the Tammany Hall Tiger, mm -hmm. which is Boss Street's political machine. Apparently, uh, well, Uncle Sam would exist in the 1830s, so he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But Nash and uh, John Tenniel had to go tea. So this guy did a lot. So far, for American history, at least. Cartoon-wise. Yeah, and there's John Confucius, the variation of John Chinaman, you know, caricatures of Chinese immigrants. Mm -hmm. uh, positive or negative light? That, I mean, well, most, pro most likely positive, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because remember, he was against, uh, you know, people messing with uh, immigrants because of what he grew up with. True. Yeah. Um, the fight at Dame Europa School, he, he did that one. Then uh, Peace and Union. Peace and Union, I remember that one. Yeah, that was a big one. But the Ganges one, right? The, the one, this one I remember most from class. And then there was the uh, controversy in 2011, 
a proposal to include Nast in the New Jersey Hall of Fame in 2012 caused controversy because the Wall Street Journal reported that because of his stereotypical cartoons of the Irish, a number of objections were raised about his work. Uh, his, for example, the usual Irish way of doing things portrays an Irishman as being subhuman, drunk, and violent. I think he just portrayed what he saw as a kid and what he was influenced by. I don't think he thought and then, about it. And that's before the 1868 uh, draft, uh, uh, draft riots. Obviously, he was, he was kind of angry. I mean, he has his resentment towards them. I'm not going to take that away, but that's what he grew up with. Well, they did give, give, give out the Thomas Nast Award. It's the Thomas Nast Award, okay. And then the Thomas Nast Prize, awarded Award. by the Thomas Nast Foundation. Okay, well, but that's in Germany. My God. <laughs> that's right. The first prize uh, was, it came out in 78, and the first one was given to Jeff McNeely. McNally. Jeff McNeely? Yeah. He was the creator of the comic strip Shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he also did Pluggers. But Thomas Nash never got inducted. <laughs> but Thomas Nash gave him the first prize of his name. Yeah. The prize is awarded periodically to one German cartoonist and one North American cartoonist. Right. Winners receive 1,300 euros, a trip to Landau, and the Thomas Nast Medal. So the American Advisory Committee includes Nast's descendant Thomas Nast III of all places, of Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, don't, hey, don't mess with Texas. Yeah. It's a clean state. And considering who Thomas Nast is, who? Yeah. yeah. Other winners of the Thomas Nash Prize include Jim Borgman, Paul Zepp, Pat Oliphant, David Levine, Jim Morin, and Tony Ott. Okay. Where, where's the movie? <laughs> When's the, when the movie's going to be made, that's pretty much how I would to say. Well, how can we spin it and take the, the anti-Irish part out? That's how I pitched the movie. Well, that's going to be hard to do because that is a part of him. Like I said, you know, he was grew up and he got bullied by, you know. You can show that. Yeah, but he also witnessed how the black the African Americans were being treated because of the Irish, you know, the potato famine and all oh, okay. that stuff. But we could plug in. Let's see, it's Hollywood. We could plug in. The only in. thing you can at least put in was, you know, the the race riot, the race riots, the draft riots, because he was there. And unfortunately, he did those cartoons. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Still. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, with a, you can't take this with a grain of salt. You need at least a spoonful. I'll, I'll to be honest, I'll just take it. That's what it is. He hated Irish because he was bullied. And seeing that they were also bullying the African-Americans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, during that time, the Irish was like first viewed as the mobs over there, right? The mobsters, gangster style. This was before the Italians, you know, came as the new stereotype. Not really. I mean, you know, especially with what, uh, how he portrayed them, you know, like a drunken Irish guy. They're always drunk. Well, I mean, I remember in, in our On class. On top of a powder cake. Yeah. And that's, you know, they're, they're the reason also because of the draft, the draft riots. Yeah. Well, I remember from the um, history class, was it, you know, like organized crime? The Irish kind of started it. Oh, and he was there and he's saying, well, look, this is what happens yeah. every day. Yeah. There's an episode on, in, in Briscoe County Junior. The mob was there, and it turns out well, we, were, we were thinking they were going to be Italian. It turns out they were Irish guys with their Irish hats. So. Yeah, I remember there was this one modern thing. Or oh, Gangs of New with York. The Irish, with the Irish mob. Yeah, the, Gangs of New York was the best example. This one dude said, uh, I remember in the documentary, the one dude was like, you know, I got something very important, so I'm going to present it tomorrow in court. And, but the next morning he died yeah. mysteriously. And it's like, 
Huh. What, what happened? You know my theory was what happened to the Irish mob? They all ran for office, became politicians. So they went to work. So what, we need Thomas Nass III to come back and... Bring him back to um, Age of Innocence? To, uh, well, to be honest, it's one of those things. We, we need a, a type like him. An influencer. Yeah, but like you said, he's an observant, observant uh, observationalist. Man, just by chance, it was the Irish of Bolivia. What, what could have been like, you know, Eskimos? <laughs> I'm saying if he was raised in Alaska and he was bullied because he wasn't Eskimo or something. Or Inuit. And also, you got to take into the fact, you know, he's German. Yeah, I mean, Germans don't have enemies but the Ireland. Historically, I don't think so. No, the Germans are too inland. They, they, had, they had to deal with the Italians and the Romanians. And the Normandies and the invasion and all that. And Francis was there. Yeah, the, the Gauls. And this is before the German unification. Okay. Now I'm done. So we're not very Okay. I'm done with Thomas Nance. <laughs> and and therefore we end it uh, and that is the proof the reason why you want him to be uh, inducted, I guess, as the uh, nominate. Not not nominated, but win it. Win it. In the beginning. Retrograde this somehow. <laughs> Oh, retroactively put him in there yeah. as yeah. number one. Yeah, why not? Bill and uh, Bill is the number two. Technically, okay, keep you number. Okay, out, yeah. Okay, technically, he's still number. Nas is number two compared to the, the English guy. Okay. In that case, you put Johnson Swift in there also, but that's a different argument. All right, that concludes my rant of why he's not in here. I feel serene now. I'm going to meditate on this with a bunch of rocks and a broom.